Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sherlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 23rd of March and these are the main stories this week. Cambridge Analytica was accused of stealing data from 50 million Facebook profiles. A whistleblower has revealed the data analytics firm Cambridge Analytica, which worked with Donald Trump's election team and the winning Brexit campaign, harvested millions of Facebook profiles belonging to US voters in one of the tech giant's biggest ever data breaches. The information, which was taken without authorization in 2014, was used to build a powerful software program designed to predict and influence voting decisions. According to The Observer, Facebook found out about the breach in late 2015, but it failed to alert users and took only limited steps to recover and secure the private information of more than 50 million individuals. Yesterday, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg admitted the social network made mistakes and pledged to make it more difficult for apps to harvest user information. The UK's Information Commissioner has applied for a warrant to search the offices of Cambridge Analytica in connection with the investigation. Further allegations surfaced on Monday when footage emerged in which the firm's CEO Alexander Nix appeared to suggest his company could use dishonest tactics, including bribery and blackmail, to discredit politicians. Nix, who has since been suspended, has denied any wrongdoing and said the firm was deliberately entrapped. On Monday, the European Union offered the UK support for its investigation into the poisoning of defected Russian spy Sergei Skripal and his daughter in Salisbury on the 4th of March, which the bloc has described as a reckless and illegal act. The comments came ahead of a speech by Prime Minister Theresa May to EU leaders on Thursday, in which she urged Europe to remain united against the threat of Russia to democracy. The UK and its allies maintain that Skripal was poisoned with Novichov, a highly toxic nerve agent developed in Russia. The row has triggered a sharp deterioration in the relationship between Britain and Russia, which denies responsibility. The Kremlin has said Britain must prove Russian involvement or apologise. UK police have contacted a number of Russian exiles to discuss their safety following the death of businessman and Putin critic Nikolai Glushkov on the 13th of March, which is being treated as murder. The 68-year-old's body was discovered in his South London home, with a post-mortem examination, finding he died from compression to the neck. Glushkov was granted political asylum by the UK in 2010, after he fled Moscow. Police say there is no evidence at this stage linking Glushkov's death to the Skripal poisoning. The beast from the east returned. More than 100 schools across Britain were closed and numerous flights cancelled on Monday and Tuesday as freezing temperatures brought in by the mini beast from the east phenomenon continued to bite. Forecasters are now predicting the cold weather could return for Easter weekend with snow possible across the UK. The weather phenomenon wiped £1.5 million off the profits of online grocer Ocado as icy conditions led to order cancellations and slower deliveries. Three small delivery depots in Bristol, Oxford and Kent were cut off by snow in March and the company decided to take fewer orders amid the tricky driving conditions. Ocado, which lost roughly 1% of sales last quarter due to the weather, donated its undelivered food to food banks.
In UK news, Brexit Secretary David Davis travelled to Brussels on Monday to finalise the details of a transition agreement with the EU in what has been called a decisive step in negotiations. However, fishermen have expressed anger at the UK's agreement to keep EU fishing policies until at least December 2020 as part of the deal. Scottish Conservative MPs, many of whose constituencies depend on fishing, have met with the Prime Minister to discuss the agreement, under which the UK would be consulted on fishing quotas during the transition period, but would not have total control of its waters. Douglas Ross, MP for Moray, has said it would be easier to get someone to drink a pint of cold sick than to sell the fishing agreement as a success. Environment Secretary Michael Gove previously promised the industry would take back absolute control of our waters from the day Britain leaves the EU in March 2019. More than 400 schools and colleges across England received hoax bomb threats on Monday. According to Humberside Police, the schools received emails claiming a device had been planted and demanding cash, while some schools in London were evacuated after receiving what the Metropolitan Police described as malicious communications. Reports suggest the emails were sent by a disgruntled player of the video game Minecraft in an attempt to damage the reputation of gaming company Velt PVP from whose servers the messages appeared to come. Latest figures from the Office for National Statistics show inflation fell further than expected last month, as the effect of the Brexit vote on the price of petrol and food begins to fade, easing the pressure on Britain's households. The Consumer Price Index, which measures the cost of living in Britain through the price of consumer goods, fell from 3% in January to 2.7% last month, its lowest level since July 2017. Chancellor Philip Hammond has predicted inflation will fall back to the government's 2% target and that pay will rise at a faster rate than inflation within the next 12 months. In health news, levels of strong painkiller addiction among the British public are rising sharply. The number of prescriptions for opioids, such as morphine, codeine and tramadol, has nearly doubled in 10 years, with 28.3 million prescriptions issued by GPs in 2017. Opioids are prescribed to treat severe pain only after consultation with a GP or pain specialist, but they are highly addictive and can kill if misused. Official figures show that the number of people dying from opioid-related misuse has reached a record high, while a similar crisis in the US is thought to have killed 200,000 patients since the millennium. New research has revealed men with low sperm counts are more likely to have a number of health issues that put them at increased risk of illness. A study of 5,177 men in Italy has found those with low sperm counts were 20% more likely to have more body fat, higher blood pressure and more bad cholesterol, as well as low testosterone levels. Dr Alberto Ferlin, who led the research, has said it provides a unique opportunity for health assessment and disease prevention. However, they stress more research is needed to establish the exact link between low sperm counts and poorer health. On Tuesday, Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt announced the opening of five new medical schools in September as part of a drive to boost doctor numbers. Some existing courses will also be expanded as Hunt seeks to create 1,500 more training places by 2025. The new schools will be located in Sunderland, Lancashire, Canterbury, Lincoln and Chelmsford, all areas of the country which are struggling to recruit NHS staff. 
Hunters described the project as the biggest ever expansion of our medical and nursing workforce, which he says will help tackle the problems posed by an ageing population in the decades to come. More than one million NHS staff in England are set for a pay rise of at least 6.5% over three years after unions and ministers formally agreed a deal on Wednesday, which marks the end of a pay cap that has been in place since 2010. The agreement, which is expected to cost up to £4 billion, covers the entire NHS workforce, apart from doctors, dentists and senior leaders. It operates on a tiered system comprising nine pay bands, with the lowest paid getting the biggest annual pay rises. The deal was secured after the government abandoned plans to force the 1.3 million relevant staff to give up a day's holiday in return for salary increases. A study has found poor children in Britain are now more overweight than their wealthy counterparts in a dramatic reversal over the past 70 years. In 1957, deprived 11-year-olds were on average 4.4 pounds lighter than those from privileged backgrounds due to food shortages and gruelling lifestyles. However, in 2015, the poorest children were 4.6 pounds heavier than the richest, while body mass index was also found to have risen among the most deprived teenagers. Experts have attributed the change to a major shift in eating and exercise habits, which has seen fattening food become cheap and widely available, while the amount of physical exercise undertaken by children has decreased. In science news, NASA has drawn up plans for a huge nuclear-armed spacecraft capable of destroying or pushing away an asteroid if it was on course to wipe out life on Earth. The announcement came after NASA detected a 443-metre-wide asteroid known as Bennu, which could pass dangerously close to Earth in 2135. Last year, a 30-metre-wide asteroid named 2012-TC4 passed within 27,000 miles of Antarctica, a distance described by astronomers as damn close. It has emerged that renowned scientist Stephen Hawking completed a theory explaining how we might detect parallel universes and a prediction for the end of the world shortly before his death last week. His final work, A Smooth Exit from Eternal Inflation, is currently being reviewed by a leading scientific journal. Hawking's co-author, Professor Thomas Herton of KU Leuven University in Belgium, has argued that the late physicist, who suffered from motor neuron disease, should receive a Nobel Prize for his work. In entertainment news, on Monday, tennis champion Martina Navratilova told the BBC's Panorama she was paid at least ten times less than her fellow Wimbledon commentator, John McEnroe. Navratilova, who won the Wimbledon women's tournament nine times, has said she was shocked to learn McEnroe earned between £150,000 and almost £200,000 when the BBC published a list of its highest paid stars, as she was paid around £15,000. BBC Sport has defended the discrepancy, saying their salaries are simply not comparable. As alongside Sue Barker, McEnroe is regarded as the face of our Wimbledon coverage. Presenter Ant McPartlin was charged with drink driving on Wednesday evening, following his arrest at the weekend, when the car he was driving collided with two other vehicles. Following talks with his presenting partner, Declan Donnelly and producers, McPartlin has announced he is taking time off for the foreseeable future and will seek further treatment after spending time in rehab last year. ITV's Saturday Night Takeaway will not air this weekend, 
And the final two episodes, scheduled for the 31st of March and 7th of April, will not feature McPartlin. The Labour Party has confirmed it will host its first music festival this summer at Tottenham Hotspur's White Hart Lane Stadium in London on the 16th of June. Party leader Jeremy Corbyn will appear at Labour Live 2018 alongside musicians Ray Morris, The Magic Numbers and Jermaine Jackman, with more acts to be announced. The One Day Festival, which follows Corbyn's appearance at the 2017 Glastonbury Festival, will also feature political and literary speakers and campaign training. A Cirque du Soleil aerial performer has died after falling onto the stage during a performance in Tampa Bay, Florida. Jan Arno, 38, had appeared in the show for 15 years and was one of the company's most experienced performers. He leaves a wife and two young children. According to local media reports, Arno appeared to lose his grip on a strap before he fell, bringing the show to a halt. He died at a nearby hospital. Cirque du Soleil president, Danielle Lemaire, has described the incident as terrible. The former company of disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein filed for bankruptcy on Tuesday, months after the Oscar winner was accused of multiple sexual assaults. The Weinstein company is hoping to receive a buyout offer from a private equity firm and has released any of Weinstein's alleged victims from non-disclosure deals, which prevented them from speaking out. In a statement, the company said no one should be coerced to stay quiet. Weinstein 68 has unequivocally denied any allegations of non-consensual relations. In environmental news, the Marine Conservation Society, MCS, is urging consumers to stop eating traditional fish favourites, such as cod, salmon, tuna and prawns, in favour of more sustainable options. As Britain prepares to leave the EU, The MCS says eating a wider range of fish will take pressure off individual fisheries and encourage demand for local seafood, aiding developing UK markets over foreign exporters. Types of fish, added to the organisation's Good Fish Guide, include dab, which is caught in the North Sea, hake from Cornwall and mackerel. Research by the British Science Association, BSA, has revealed that British consumers are not fully aware of what household waste they can recycle. While 80% of Britons think recycling is beneficial, all of the 2,000 adults surveyed had some incorrect beliefs about what can be recycled. The most common items to mistakenly recycle include dirty kitchen roll, the tops of hand soap dispensers, wrapping paper and coffee cups. The issue is further complicated by inconsistency among councils, which make their own rules and funding decisions on collections. The last male northern white rhinoceros has died leaving only two females in a major blow for conservationists, hoping to save the species from extinction. Sudan, the gentle giant who lived in the old Pajeta Conservancy in Kenya, was put down on Monday after the pain from a degenerative illness became too great. He is survived by his daughter and granddaughter. In an attempt to preserve the species, genetic material was taken from Sudan before his death, which could potentially be used to create offspring through IVF. New research has revealed bird populations across the French countryside have fallen by a third over the past decade and a half in a situation described by experts as catastrophic. Dozens of species have seen their numbers decline, in some cases by two-thirds, largely as a result of the intensive use of pesticides of vast areas of crops, which has wiped out insect populations on which the birds depend for food. The trend is replicated across Europe, with separate studies finding insect numbers around the continent have declined by 80% in 30 years. 
Elsewhere in the world, Vladimir Putin will lead Russia for another six years after securing more than 76% of the vote in Sunday's presidential election, up from 64% in the last election in 2012. The victory of Putin, who has ruled the country as either president or prime minister since 1999, was widely predicted by observers. Putin's nearest competitor, millionaire communist Pavel Grudenin, received around 12% of votes, while the country's main opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, was barred from the race. The president's campaign team has described the result as an incredible victory. Video recordings from polling stations have shown irregularities in a number of towns and cities across Russia, including footage of election officials stuffing boxes with ballot papers. Former French president Nicolas Sarkozy is being formally investigated over allegations he received millions of euros in illegal election campaign funding from the regime of late Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi. Sarkozy, who has denied the allegations and described them as grotesque, was released by police on Wednesday after two days of questioning as part of a probe which has been described as France's most explosive political financing scandal in decades. Investigators are examining whether Gaddafi's regime secretly gave Sarkozy 50 million euros overall for the 2007 presidential campaign. Such a sum would be more than double the legal campaign funding limit, which was 21 million euros at the time. The president of Myanmar, Hitin Kyo, stepped down on Wednesday, saying he is taking a rest as a result of health issues. Hitin Kyo has served as an important government ally for state councillor Aung San Suu Kyi, who was constitutionally barred from the presidency, but acts as the country's de facto leader. Suu Kyi has come under heavy criticism for failing to condemn the Myanmar military's violent campaign against the Rohingya people, which has pushed 700,000 of the oppressed Muslim minority into neighbouring Bangladesh amid claims of ethnic cleansing. According to government spokesperson Zor Katoi, Hitin Kyo's position will be held by ex-army officer Mien Tsui until a new president is elected in the next seven days. Myanmar was ruled by a military dictatorship between 1962 and 2011 and the country's armed forces remain powerful. A small Balearic island that lies between Ibiza and Formentera has been sold to a private bidder for 18 million euros, 16 million pounds. Cespalmador, which is under two miles long and has only two houses, a chapel and a watchtower, was purchased by a family from Luxembourg, despite efforts to sell it to the Formentera government. The island was previously owned by Catalan architect Norman Cinnamon, whose grandfather bought it in 1932 for the equivalent of 252 euros. The majority of a group of Nigerian schoolgirls kidnapped by Islamist militants from the town of Dapchi last month have been returned. According to Nigeria's Ministry of Information, 76 of the 110 girls were brought back in the early hours of Wednesday morning following back-channel efforts, at which point the army paused its anti-terror operations in the area to ensure lives were not lost. However, the statement did not address reports that a number of girls had died. The girls were taken from their school in mid-February by the Boko Haram Islamist group, which gained international notoriety with the kidnapping of 276 schoolgirls in April 2014. The US fashion industry has joined the growing list of American business bodies opposing the sweeping tariffs that President Donald Trump is expected to impose this week on goods imported from China. The American Apparel and Footwear Association 
AAFA, many of whose members rely on imports, has written to the White House, along with 16 other related business groups, objecting to the measures, which are intended to protect US industry. AAFA members include Ralph Lauren, Tapestry and VF Corp. Vanessa Trump has filed for divorce from Donald Trump Jr., the eldest son of the US president. The couple, both 40, married in 2005 and have five children. Ex-model Vanessa is seeking an uncontested divorce in a New York court, which means custody over the couple's children and assets will not be disputed during legal proceedings. Trump Jr., who played a prominent role in his father's campaign, has become the subject of an investigation over possible collusion between the presidential campaign and Russia due to a meeting he arranged with Moscow officials in 2016. A woman was killed by an autonomous Uber car as she crossed the street in Tempe, Arizona, in what is believed to be the first reported fatal crash involving a self-driving car and a pedestrian in the US. According to local police, the accident happened on Sunday night while the car was in autonomous mode, although a human monitor was behind the wheel at the time. The woman, who's been named as 49-year-old Elaine Hertzberg, was taken to a local hospital where she died. Uber chief Dara Khosrowshahi has described the death as incredibly sad news and said the company is working with local law enforcement on an investigation, which will examine why the car sensors did not detect Hertzberg. All self-driving car tests in North America have been suspended by Uber following the collision. A man suspected of carrying out a series of bombings in Austin, Texas this month was killed on Wednesday after detonating an explosive device in his vehicle while attempting to flee from police. Local officials have named the suspect as 23-year-old Mark Anthony Condit, who lived around 20 miles from Austin. Two African-American men were killed and six other people injured in the series of blasts, which police are probing as possible hate crimes. Both local and federal law enforcement will launch investigations into the circumstances surrounding Condit's death. Our facts of the week were, over 100 million ears have been pierced at Claire's Accessories stores worldwide. The US-based chain, which has filed for bankruptcy, is set to close 92 stores across the US in Puerto Rico by May, in addition to 74 closures in Europe scheduled for this year. On Tuesday, more than 100 Young's pubs across the capital gave away free glasses of gin and tonic to anyone who arrived with a cucumber. Waitrose's avocado-shaped Easter egg became the fastest-selling own brand egg ever sold in the supermarket's 114-year history. Millennials still have a chance to grab the treat, though, as Waitrose has said it will restock the egg in most branches before the weekend. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.